Irina Roska stepped in last week as host of the show and had an engaging conversation with Graham from Border Buddy, all about retail trends, being a customer and a competitor at the same time to Amazon, plus the supply chain trends to look out for. If you missed that episode, make sure to go and check that out. That's at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash season two dash episode 90. Welcome to Let's Talk Supply Chain. My name is Sarah Barnes Humphrey and Each week, I bring you the top supply chain professionals in the industry. You will learn about best practices, new innovation, and most up-to-date information about supply chain. I believe that collaboration is the future of business, and I have designed this show to ensure you have all the information you need to succeed in business and in your supply chain. And now, a word from our sponsor. Like the products you manufacture, It is not unreasonable to expect the merchandise used to promote your brand to do so without posing risk to the recipients of the brand itself. Supply chain professionals can now play a leading role in protecting and growing their brand's reputation with the help of the Quality Certification Alliance. QCA is an independent, not-for-profit, 501c6 third-party accrediting and certification body dedicated to ensuring accountability throughout the promotional product industry supply chain. Visit qcalliance.org to learn more. Your brand is your organization's most valuable asset. Protect and grow it by aligning your values with QCA. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. I don't know about you, but I sometimes get really overwhelmed with all the information that comes up day to day that I almost feel like it could be a full-time job just trying to cut through all of that noise. Well, hopefully I'm doing a good job on Let's Talk Supply Chain for you guys of cutting through that noise and bringing a lot of value. But with so many platforms, mediums, and great information out there, sometimes I wish there was an easier way or maybe more time in a day that we are going to give you all of that in today's episode. But before that, let's get to the question of the week. So the question of the week, how do we attract more diverse talent into supply chain? And I got this question from Michael Cadio. I thought it was a really good one. Um, my post on LinkedIn even said, you know, diversity is a word that is so overused, but it also sparks emotion and it's also really important to success of business in the future. So wanted to ask this, wanted to see what everybody has to say. And a lot of people came out and said quite a bit. So let's get through this. Bettina Hobson, diversity that comes from simple conversations with folks that are different than you is a place to start. I had a group of trainees from India that were so happy to cook for me when I told them how much I enjoyed Indian cuisine. And this spark talks about holidays, family, etc. It's the bridges of communication that help expand networks, which lead to more diverse candidates. Um, hi, Sarah. I work with a large group of mostly white men and I have a completely different vantage point than they do. That was a bit of the, um, the rest of the conversation that Bettina and I were having. And you can find all of that conversation at letstalksupplychain.com under listeners corner. Amanda Prochaska, when I hire my teams, I always think of diversity as assembling an orchestra. To play beautiful music, you need people who have different skills, backgrounds, experiences, perspectives, cultures, etc. The more diversity allows for more instruments to be played. I love that. And so did Annie Hyder. She said, this is such a beautiful analogy. 
Irina Roska, I posted this on Twitter, but I think it's worth saying here as well. It starts with educating HR professionals on looking behind beyond the resume. The way we've decided to streamline, quote unquote, the hiring process has only guaranteed that everyone we hire will be the same. Love that. Audrey Ross, understand why you want diversity. Um, I think that is a great thing as well. Naomi Garnis, create an environment that empowers diversity of all kinds and share that in your employer brand marketing. Yes, it all starts with the brand marketing and it all starts with the job description. Guys, we need to get our job descriptions right if we want to attract diverse talent. Who are we speaking to? Who do we want on our teams? And that's where we need to start. Ziad, one way to attract more Diverse talent is to be open with new ideas, such as avoiding statements like, we've always done it this way, and encourage looking for talent outside the same industries. Yes, that is a great one. Simon K., our business is diverse at so many levels, and the office looks like a mini United Nations. I believe this is something relatively easy to achieve if you hire with one simple objective, choose the best person for the job. Tim Dyer, make supply chain attractive, show its significance and the vision in terms of contribution and career. Over on Twitter, again, Irina just says what she said over on LinkedIn. It starts with educating HR professionals. So many great thoughts. Again, you're going to find that under Listener's Corner at letstalksupplychain.com because I wasn't able to read everybody's answers, but um, be sure that everything's going to be there and you can read through that. Remember to weigh in every single Wednesday on our question of the week on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. But getting back to today's episode, have you ever thought of learning to speed read to help you consume more of the information that comes out? Well, today we are going to do just that. Howard Berg, known as the world's fastest reader, is here to talk about how to get that recognition or how he got that recognition to give us some tips and talk about how we can learn a strategy to better help us retain and recall facts. But first, let's learn a little bit more about him. So Howard Steven Berg is recognized as the world's fastest leader thanks to the cutting edge accelerated learning techniques he developed that turn information overload into information assets. I really like that. Respected internationally for his contribution to the learning process, he is listed in the 1990 Guinness Book of World Records for reading more than 25,000 words a minute and writing more than 100 words a minute. Howard uses his talents to train you on how to stay on top of the information your success depends on. He is a graduate of SUNY, where he majored in biology and then completed a four-year psychology program in one year. His graduate studies at several New York City colleges focused on the psychology of reading. Howard is the spokesperson for the Sony e-reader, along with Justin Timberlake, Peyton Manning, and Amy Sedaris. He is also a featured guest on Fox News and Fox Business News with Neil Cavuto. He launched the 4G network for Optus, the second largest phone company in Australia. So welcome to the show, Howard. Thank you for having me. 
Yeah, I'm really, really excited for you to be here today because we're recording audio and video, so we make the most impact for everybody in supply chain today um, because we all know this feeling of overwhelm. There's so much information coming at us, whether it's written content, whether it's audio content, video content, and I think that you are going to give us super, uh, super powers today. That's why I have my my Superman shirt on because I'm super so looking girl, forward. Super girl. Okay, super girl shirt on <laughs> because I think you're going to arm us with the superpower so that we're not feeling overwhelmed anymore. And I can't wait to dive into it. So let's get started. Why don't you tell us about your journey and what did that look like to becoming the world's fastest reader? Well, it started in Brooklyn. I grew up in the projects, which were really bad, a lot of gangs. I found the safest place was the library. Gang kids would rather be dead than caught in a library. Right. So I read a lot, and I had college reading when I was 11. I went to college when I was 17, studied biology, got interested in the brain in my last year, and decided to do a four-year psych program in one year. Took six science courses with two four-hour labs and three part-time jobs, wow. and I did it in one year. And then I wondered if it was me, and I taught this to a group of young kids, 11 to 15. I gave them a 30-chapter book in lifelong developmental psychology. They did it in one week. They took the CLAP. 15 of them passed the CLAP out of wow. 18 in a week. So I knew it wasn't just that I could do it, but I could teach it. And kind of what we'll do today is I'm going to teach it so our listeners will read faster and understand better, remember, and be able to be more productive in their work. Great. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And you're right. You know, it's one thing to be able to do it yourself. And it's another thing to really be able to um, teach somebody else how to do it. And I think that that is really something that everybody wants to do, right? Because we want to we want to be able to bring value. We want to be able to teach others. So well, information... Information Sorry, doubles every six months. Yeah. So that's challenging all our audience to stay on top of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just coming faster and faster. I think that's probably going to double in the next year or so. So how does knowledge management affect a business's bottom line? Every decision you make is uh, based on only one thing, what you know. When's the last time you made a decision based on what you didn't know? Right. So I've read about 30,000 books. So I like to think if I'm an idiot, I'm well-informed. I think everybody could benefit by having more skills. I had an 84-year-old, Ruth Lubin. She read three books in three hours the day after I taught her. She was 84. So I would say an average business person could read a book in three hours. Say every day you read an hour. That means a new business skill every three days. So that's 100 skills in a year. How much more could you accomplish if you learned 100 new business skills every year for the rest of your life? What would that do to your bottom line and your productivity? So I, I read to learn skills. I'm not interested in reading as much as learning. And so you want to learn how to do communications. You want to learn how to market. You want to learn um, how to stay on top of current events, new laws, rules, regulations. There's so much information we need to know. And it, and it's not compensated. The time we spend learning these things, there's no pay. So if you can cut that time in half, understand it better, use it better, you'll make more money, have more time to do what you'd rather be doing, and probably be more productive and make a better living as a result. 
I love that. And I mean, who doesn't, I mean, everybody wants to do personal development. Everybody wants to learn more. Um, you also want to be able to figure out what you like to do and what you don't like to do faster um, because it helps you get to your passion a lot quicker, right? And being able to live your passion and work your passion and all the, all of that. So take in another level. If you ever read a book and then you say it's the wrong book. So using my technique, you'll know in five minutes it's the wrong book and not spend three weeks <laughs> and then have to go get another book. You'll know right away, this book doesn't do what I thought it did. Find the right book. And that, was, that could save you a tremendous amount of time in any business. And I think yeah. a lot of people watching and listening have had that experience where the book wasn't what they expected. And they didn't know that until several weeks went by and they lost all that time. Or if your company wants you to read a book, like they want all the employees to read the book, it's not necessarily going to resonate with everybody. So how do you get through the book? How do you get the gist of the book so that, you know, you can really show that you've learned something and you're using those in your values on your in your day-to-day -day work? I could show you how to do that in a company in one-fifth of time if you'd like. Well, that, that's a good one. So, okay, so we've talked about businesses. Let's get back <laughs> to the reading part of it. Why do we read so slowly? So tell us a little bit about that. And then why is reading in a car at 70 miles per hour easier than reading a book at 200 words a minute? It's, that actually is almost half the answer. When you're driving in a car, you're processing everything visually like a movie. But when you're reading a book, it's like there's a little person inside your head pronouncing one word at a time. <laughs> so you're hearing a book with your eyes. It's very inefficient. Right. Vision is spatial. It's analog. It takes everything in instantly. Hearing is digital. You hear one sound at a time. By learning to use your eyes to see a book instead of just hear a book, a normal person can go one the four times faster in a few hours. We actually did a double-blind study, and everyone in the 100-person sample doubled or quadrupled with excellent comprehension by learning to be a more visual reader. Wow, that is amazing. And But I like that analogy, right? You're, I, I don't know about... I, some people can read in the car, some people can't. Reading in the car was definitely something that I always enjoyed doing, especially on those low... Long road trips to Florida. Or a plane, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or on a plane. I do read on a plane. I, I read a lot. Um, so it's going to be great to find out how to read just a little bit faster. So, Would you like to see how? Would you like to see how? I could teach it in like 90 seconds. Yeah, yeah. So one second because um, I'm just going to get to one question and then we're going to go into sure. your top three tips of how we can do this. We can do that. So at the beginning of the show, I talked about how we're getting overwhelmed with so many forms of content on a daily basis. So tell us, before we get into those tips, though, can speed reading really help us consume more and ease that overwhelming feeling? I'm more interested in speed learning than speed reading. Okay. Speed reading didn't work very well. I was with Dick Cavett about 28 years ago when MSNBC launched. We got to be friends. He said he interviewed Woody Allen, who took Warren, who uh, took Evelyn Woods, read War and Peace in five minutes. He said, That's amazing. What do you remember? It's about the Russian Revolution. Now it's speed reading. It's about science. It's about math. But you didn't right. learn anything. I was doing those six science courses. I actually had to learn something. So I made a Swiss Army knife. I used reading to find what I don't know and need to learn. I used memory skills to remember it, brain-based learning skills to make sense of what was confusing, 
an emotional intelligence skill. So I'm in the right state of mind to use it when I need it. And now it's a total learning solution, not just okay. how do you read fast? Because I don't think anyone really wants to yeah. read. I think they want to learn. Uh, learning is the goal. Reading is like a screwdriver or a saw. You get excited by what you built, not the tool that turned the screw or saw the wood. For me, reading is a path to other people's genius and strategies and ideas, and I want to absorb that and make better choices and decisions. But the reading itself, it's a tool. That You know, that makes a lot of sense, right? We want, we're obviously reading to learn. Um, sometimes we're reading, obviously, nonfiction. Um, and that, I mean, there's still some learning to that, um, but that's for a little bit more enjoyment. Um, but you're right. You know, we want to read to learn. So how do we absorb that information? How do we keep that information in our brain? And like you said, learn, um, you know, those hundred business skills so that we can not only better ourselves, we can better the people around us, the people that we work for and work with. And, um, you know, just be able to ease that overwhelm because you know that you're going to be able to absorb the information. All right, let's get to the tips now. So can you give us your top three tips? I think there might be four, which is okay, that can help us increase our speed reading today or speed learning. I'll do four because you mentioned that businesses have a lot of reading and I said I could teach it in one fifth of time. So I'll make that the fourth tip if that's okay. All right, that'd be great. Okay. First, how do you read faster? After this podcast, pick a book you've read, preferably nonfiction. And the reason you're picking a book you read is the only reason you'll be confused is you're going too fast. That's how you know you're going too fast. You already know what's in the book and you don't understand it because you're going too fast. So read for one minute with a timer at your normal speed. Don't do anything different. And at the end of the minute when the bell rings, take a pencil, mark off where you finish. So that, you know, that's how far I read a minute. Now, would you rate, like, see the secret to going quicker? Sorry, what? The secret to going faster. Yeah. Go to the second chapter. Okay. And use your hand and go one line at a time, eyes following your hand. And here's the secret, as fast as you can comprehend. So as long as you know what you're reading, go quicker till you don't. That's when you realize you went too fast. Slow down just enough so your comprehension comes back. Okay. For five minutes, as fast as you can, eyes following your hand, one line at a time. Okay. Go back to the first chapter after the five minutes. Time yourself again for a minute, but this time with your hand, and you'll go 20 to 40% further. Just doing that one single change, it's that easy to start. It takes a couple of hours to go 100, 200, 300%, but you can do 20 to 40% in like 90 seconds. Well, five minutes. Wow, just by using that one technique? Okay. It's that simple. It's that easy. Because you're keeping your eye engaged and moving instead of slowing down and rereading everything. Right, right, right. Or maybe is it because your mind wanders a little bit too? Because sometimes when you're reading, your mind wanders. So keeps you focused, keeps you focused. Interesting. Okay. So that makes a difference. The second thing would be comprehension. I think most of us would agree comprehension is far more important than speed, and especially in business. If you don't really understand what you read and you can't use it, It doesn't matter how much time it took. It's useless. So the secret to comprehension comes from a psychological concept that's called schema. And rather than tell you what it is, I'll demonstrate how it works. 
I'm going to read a passage with no schema. It'll be very confusing, but the words are simple. I'll read it a second time with a one-word title, and instantly it'll make total sense. Are you ready? Okay. This is the schemaless text. Watch how confusing it is. This is an easy thing to do. If possible, you could do it at home, but you could always go someplace else if it's necessary. Beware of overdoing it. This is a major mistake. It may cost you quite a bit of money. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? No. I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read one word different, the title, and watch out instantly. Everything makes sense. Laundry. <laughs> Laundry. This is an easy thing to do. If possible, you could do it at home, but you could always go someplace else if it's necessary. Beware of overdoing it. This is a major mistake. It may cost you quite a bit of money. By teaching people where the psychological clues are, they're not only going quicker, but they're actually understanding better, even in technical material. It's like the decoder ring that makes everything pop off of the page. And, that, and that's the second tip, using schema. Now, the third tip, I'm going to do a memory drill. Yeah. And then I'll go back to how to do this in business to finish in one-fifth of time, if that would be okay. Most people say, well, you read fast. Do you remember anything? And actually, I remember a lot. And so can you if you have the right system. So I'm going to give you the right system. First, we'll do an experiment. I'll give you 10 things to remember. You probably won't be able to. Then I'll tell you how. And, and you will. Backwards like that. In three minutes, you'll know everything perfectly. You'll make a few mistakes, but that's how the brain learns. And then it's going to get easier and easier and easier and by the time I'm done, it'll make total sense and be effortless. When we're done, I'll show you this is not a drill. It's a tool you can use in business. Is that okay? Yeah, okay. I'm a little nervous, but I'll do it. And, and our audience, do this with us. I'm going to give you 10 things. Remember, you won't be able to remember them the first time. Pole, shoes, tricycle, car, glove, gun, dice, skate, cat, and bowling pins. Is it fair to say, sir? You don't know all 10 things backwards and forwards effortlessly yet. Uh, I could probably remember four or five. That's better than average. That's better. You have a good mind. Most people go only do two or three. So that's actually impressive. That means was, this will be super easy. There was pole, shoes, tricycle, gun. I'm not sure what the other one is. That's four. That's actually yeah. above average, by the way. That's already, you're, already, you're already above average. The Greeks discovered thousands of years ago a shortcut. Take a list you know, link it to the list you're learning. It takes less time. Another tip they didn't know. You only remember 10% of what you read, but 90% of what you say and do. So we're going to say and do this together with our audience so they all learn it because it's actually a very powerful tool. Okay. Now, I'm going to bet you and our audience can count to 10. I think I'm on safe ground yeah, here. Okay. <laughs> We're going to use the 10 numbers as our list to learn okay. 10 things. The first thing is a one. It's a pole. A pole looks like a one, a big flag pole or yeah. a lamp pole. So when I say one, you say pole. Ready? One. Pole. Perfect. You're getting smarter. <laughs> I can two, feel it. <laughs> two. You do it. Two is shoes. How many shoes do you normally put on? Two. So two is? Shoes. One. One is pole. Perfect. Three. Tricycle. Okay. How many wheels are on a tricycle? Three. What's three? Tricycle. 
Two. Shoes. One. Full. Perfect. Getting smarter still. Four is a car. How many tires on a car? Four. So what's four? Car. Two. Go to two. Shoes. One. Full. Three. Tricycle. Ooh, jumping. It makes no difference. Your brain's learning. Five is a glove. How many fingers in a glove? Five. What's five? A glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Pull. Getting easier now. Yeah, yeah. Six. I love guns in Texas, like a cowboy. Six shooter. Yeah. Six is a gun. What's six? A gun. Four. Car. Two. Shoes. Perfect. Seven is lucky in dice, at least when you first throw it. What's seven? Dice. Five was a? Glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Pull. Perfect. You're almost done. Rhymes work. Say eight skate. Eight skate. What's eight? Skate. What do they love in Texas? Six. Gun. Four. Car. Two. Shoes. Two more and you're done. <laughs> nine. How many lives does a cat have? Nine. <laughs> What's nine? Cat. Seven is lucky in? Dice. Five. Glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Pull. Last number. Ten. How many bowling pins in a lane? Ten. So ten is? Bowling pins? Yeah. Right. Let's do the list you couldn't do. One. Pull. Two. Shoes. Three. Tricycle. Four. Car. Five. Glove. Six. Gun. Seven. Uh -oh. Lucky in. Oh, dice. Eight rhymes with? Skate. Nine. Oh, shoot. Oh, cat. There you go. And the last one, ten. <laughs> oh, no. What was the ten? The game of? Oh, my goodness. Bowling. 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 Yes, it's bowling. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. You do very well. Now, here's how you use it. Numbers are very hard to remember in business. And I know in the field that you're podcasting to, yes, there's sir. a lot of numbers that yeah. you have to remember. Here's how to speed memorize numbers. So imagine I'm in a hotel, the room is 314, and you're traveling a lot, so you get confused sometimes. Yeah. What's the room today, right? I, I use the pictures. Three is a tricycle, one is a pole, four is a car. Picture this, a tricycle <laughs> hits a pole on a car. A tricycle hits a pole on a car. Tricycle, what number? Three. It's a pole. One. On a car. Four. That's your room. It's also the value of pi in geometry for doing the measurement of a circle. So you can remember percentages, due dates, product skew numbers, very important huh. in the field that you're in. Right. By changing the numbers to pictures and making a movie out of the pictures, and the zero is the 10 bowling pins. So now you're able to memorize any numbers or digits you need to do your work. That is amazing. I mean, I feel like you put me on the spot a little bit, but that was a lot of fun. I wanted you to you notice how as you did more and more, your brain got more and more comfortable. It's like any skill. When you start, it's like, I don't know if I can do this. And then it's like, wait, I'm doing it. I'm doing it well. Yeah. And, then it gets, and then it starts to be fun. <clears throat> yeah, you realize, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can actually do this, and you can. <laughs> and by the way, teach this to young people in your life, your kids, your nieces, your nephews. They use it in school for science and math 
and 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 um, historical dates. Anywhere there's a number, right? It can be used in business. You use it for a different set of numbers, but the kids have to learn numbers too. It'll help them. That is a great idea. That is a great idea. No, I I loved it. I mean, most people probably won't be doing it with a whole audience watching or listening. <laughs> It puts a little more pressure. I agree. But you did fantastic. And most people stumble over one or two. And then it gets so easy. It's like, now you know for the rest of your life. Would you like to see how to learn one-fifth of time in business? Yes, I would. There's only five things you need to learn. I'll tell you what they are and then how to do these in business. The first thing is the new words, vocabulary. Those are the words that are different, they're bolded, they're italic. The writer did something to make them look strange or different so you could see that they're there and they're important. What's the word and what does it mean? Second, names. Who's in the book and what did they do? Third, any number, date, or statistics. Something with a numeral. Very important in business. Numbers. Four, the main points in every section. Most nonfiction books have headers and subheaders that separate the themes, like file folders, and what's in the in each section, what's the five main ideas? And the last thing are any questions and answers. If you know every word and what it means, every name and what they did, every number and how to use it, the five takeaways, and the answers to every question, you pretty much learned it. Now here's how to do it in one-fifth of time. When you have to learn a new compliance issue or a law or a rule or a technology, Instead of everyone reading everything, you split it into teams. The first team says does the first five chapters. Person one in chapter one does the words. Person two does the names. Person three does the numbers. Person four does the main ideas. And person five finds the questions and answers. Swap. In the second chapter, the person who did the words does the names. The person who did the names does the numbers. And you swap. And by the time you go through five chapters, everyone's done one slice. Now you have multiple teams doing the next five chapters and the next five and the next five. And you swap. Everyone does one section in each chapter. And you put them in a table. You write down everything. And then all you need to do is go through the data in the table. It's every word, every name, and what they did. Every number and why it's important, the five most important takeaways, the answers to every question. Yeah. We actually did this with kids 11 to 15. We gave them a 30 chapter book in Lifelong Development of Psych. In one week, they finished the book, wow. took the clap, 15 out of 18 passed it in a week. In business, we did it in an MBA program. A lot of the listeners will probably end up going for those kinds of degrees. And the hardest subject is operation management. It's the killer in MBA. Well, it was at Laterno University. Normally, it took eight weeks, and the average grade was like 74, 75 on the final. Doing it the way I'm showing you, they did it in two weeks, and the lowest grade was a 92. Wow. So they cut the time two weeks from eight. And instead of the average grade being in the 70s, the lowest grade was in the 90s. It's, it's a great way for a business to be able to get the information that needs to be learned by a massive number of people in a very short amount of time with high levels of retention and understanding. And so, as you know, one of the biggest losses in business is when they train, everybody's sitting there for a day or two or three, 
and nothing gets done, and they're paying them while they're learning, and the productivity's gone down for those five, or three or four or five days. Now they can do it in one or two days and have a better, better retention so they can actually use what they learned, so they can decrease the cost. The, training, the highest cost in training isn't the trainer, it's the time everyone spends right. not doing something that makes money for the company. So we can now get the best of both worlds, shorter training times, better retention, better understanding, fewer mistakes, higher productivity, everyone wins. They, by the way, there's this website, Berg Learning, like my name, B-E-R-G, berglearning.com. Yeah. We, we made a coupon, Listener 10. Now, there's some free lessons there. They're welcome to try okay. them. And when they get a program, they put in Listener 10, they'll get a 10% discount thanks to listening to your podcast. And if they need help, we have a team ready to work with them. If they can't fix it, I will. Uh, make sure people learn what they paid for. I give them the money back. I don't think you should pay for something you didn't get. No, but if I you got what you were promised, you're entitled to get paid. And I've been helping people for 35 years. Wow. Make very few refunds because I make sure people learn what I teach. I love it. And I feel like you have just imparted some superpowers to me today. <laughs> Um, by giving us, you know, all of those tips and tricks on how to really learn and absorb the information that's coming at us. Like you said, I think you said twice as fast or two times as fast and is only going to be up to four in just a few hours, up to four times faster. But more importantly, I'm going to show them how to understand things that are confusing, how to know what's important and what isn't how to remember yeah. what's important so they actually can remember it when they need it. And more importantly, be in the right state. Let's say I teach you to drive. And you, I say, Sarah, you're ready to take your road test. I say, great. You go take your test. You call me as I failed. I said, why did you fail? I got nervous. It was a test. A lot of people, they get nervous because they have to speak in public or they have a test. You mentioned like doing the exercise live in front of an audience made you a little nervous. These are normal reactions, but you can change emotional states. And I teach that in the program. So you can create the state you need to use what you learn when you need to use it. And I was recently training the Green Berets. And I said to them, you get great training, but if you get nervous, you may not remember it. And you can get killed. I mean, we have a bad day. We, we work late or we have to change our vacation. They get hurt. So yeah. would you like to see the single best question you could ask? which I taught them to stay alive and helps business people? Absolutely. What's the next best thing I can do now? Not why is this happening to me? This is unfair. I deserve better. Stuff happens every day in business you don't expect. That's business. It's how you fix the problems that makes the determination if you're a success or a failure. By asking what's the next best thing I can do now, the brain looks for an answer to the situation. It sees where you are. It looks where you want to go and shows you how to get there. Instead of why is this happening to me, which doesn't help you at all, how can I fix this? What's the next step I can take that will make things work? And that kind of thinking leads to success. When you start mulling over problems and this isn't fair, why is this, how, this is stupid, why do I need to learn this, which a lot of people do, Instead of that, how can I learn it faster? 
fucking Absolutely. just that's that's all the difference. It's all EQ. And that'll help our listeners to be more successful, just like it helped the special forces. I love that. And I really love the fact that, you know, you talk about mindset and you talk about EQ because EQ is just as important as, you know, IQ. And I think maybe that, more, maybe more, maybe okay. more. Yeah, maybe more, especially I've in met the people time. that aren't super smart, but they're great people. People yeah. like them, they trust them, and they're making very good livings because of their great rapport with others. And you meet smart people who are, they just don't fit in anywhere. They, they don't have, they're awkward in social situations. And many companies don't want to hire those people or they get rid of them. Even though they have the intellect, they're detrimental to the co company culture. They, they don't fit in. And that's sad. So these are skills that can be learned. Emotional intelligence is a learnable skill. Absolutely. I would definitely agree. And I think that, you know, having the right mindset going into no matter what you do, whether you're speed learning, speed reading, learning a new skill um, is super, super important. So I hope that everybody has learned as much as I have Thank on this you. episode today. Because it's for your kids. Everything I taught you that will make you money will help them finish school and not live with you till they're 40, which is happening <laughs> a lot. It's happening a lot. You want your kids to be a success, and I want you to be, and this is one of the few things that you can do that your kids can do. You're just, they're reading a bio book, and you're reading a spreadsheet. But the reading and the learning, it's the same. same. So empower, get it for you and your business. Share it with your family and with your seniors so they stay mentally fit as well. Oh, great point. Great, great, great point. Well, thank you so much, Howard, for joining us today and thank giving you. us some of your superpowers so that we can go ahead and do some of our own speed learning with everything coming up, to, like coming to us so fast in this Remember, new business. Berglearning, berglearning.com. Yeah, use the coupon, listener 10. If you need help, I will make sure you learn the program and your kids as well. Um, that's my mission. I mean, no one watches the news and says there's too many smart people making too many good decisions in the world. I haven't heard that as one of the top problems. Right. I believe people know more and understand better. We can make a better world. It's going to come from understanding and education. And, and my job is to share what I've learned. It's worked for so many people. I had 11-year-olds in college getting A's. One of them was a lawyer at 19 Another was a professor at 22, a C student, an English professor at 22 when I got done with him. That's what it's about. It's helping people succeed in an information-rich workplace, berglearning.com. Yes, berglearning.com. I am headed there after this. And listener10 is that coupon code for 10% off. Thank you so much, Howard, for joining us today on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. 
And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. If you like this episode, check out my blog at letstalksupplychain.com and test some of these strategies out there. Next week is the beginning of another amazing month. And you know what that means. Woman in Supply Chain is back. And it's an amazing tale of transition, including getting back into a supply chain career after taking time off to look after her children. Lisa Fenton joins me in next week's episode to talk about everything she learned and how she got back into the career she wanted. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. I appreciate all of your support, but if you'd like to support us a little bit more, there's a few ways to do that. Rate and review the show. Review the show on iTunes, and I will feature your review on an upcoming episode next. Go to shop on letstalksupplychain.com, and you will find all the amazing merch, accessories, shirts, supply chain dictionary for your favorite supply chain professional. Lots to check out there, so go and check that out, especially for the holiday season. Next, go to ships.com. Are you a shipper? Are you a forwarder? Do you want to work better together? And, um, you know, make sure that you're getting the service and the rates that you need and make sure that you can get new customers. If that is you, go to ships.com, that's S-H-I-P-Z.com and sign up because you will be one of the first people that we reach out to once our beta is done and we can go into test mode. Next, follow us, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to us on the newsletter at the website, letstalksupplychain.com. Subscribe to us for the podcast as well as on YouTube, the SC Supply Chain TV. Thank you so much for all your love and support. And remember, everybody, ship happens. <laughs> <laughs>